I'm losing it. Yes, welcome to I'm Losing It and Merry Christmas. It's not Christmas. Yes, it is when this is going up. Uh, it is not when we were recording it, though, because we we're working ahead a little bit so we could have a little bit of free time as far as the podcasting is concerned. Uh, but uh, we are doing part two of the Q&A with me, Brian Crock. Yeah, I, I realized about... I don't know, 15 minutes into the the first Q&A podcast that we were probably going to need to make a part two because there are just so many questions. You're just so in demand with questions on the Instagram. Yeah. Um. So again, a reminder from last time, I actually posted back in October um, a bunch of, or a, an Instagram story on our Crocs in the Kitchen Instagram and the I'm Losing It podcast Instagram asking you guys, for your questions, specifically for Brian. So I'm going to continue on with those questions. We got through about half of them last time. So um, the first one here is, when you started your weight loss journey, why did you choose to go vegan? Uh, well, we didn't really... It, okay, so the pretty much the entire reason why we went whole food plant-based was because uh, that's what... Penn Gillette did in his book, Presto. And in the Presto, he talks about Dr. Furman and eat to live. And so then that's kind of what we, we switched over to, uh, the vegan aspect of it wasn't really like, wasn't really at the forefront of, of our mental thought or process for, for choosing or anything like that. It was mainly just like, well, Penn did this and then he did this. And so that's why kind of like what we were going to, going to do. And as far as like the, the, like you know, the big V word, uh, of that, it, we, we never really, we never really thought about it. We've never, we've never claimed to be vegan. We never like, uh, sort of had the, the, the same ideology as other vegans do. And, and I know we, we say this all the time, but we do absolutely respect people who make that decision, uh, for, for ethical reasons for the animals and, and that kind of stuff. But it wasn't it wasn't the thought process that we had. It was mainly just like lose weight. Like what what is what is the the way that we can lose weight, be healthy, and and still enjoy what we're doing without just basically repeating what we did before. Yeah, and I'm a perfectionist. If you guys couldn't tell uh, from watching our videos or anything like that. I'm a perfectionist. And so when Brian said, I want to do two weeks of plain potatoes because Pendulette did it, then my next question was, well, then what else did he do after the potatoes? And how can we do exactly what he did to a perfect T? And so I was, I became a student of trying to figure out what exactly he did so I could follow his exact footsteps. And so for me, it was just, there was no question of should, what should we do after the two weeks of potatoes? It was, how can we do as close to what Penn did as possible. Um, because that's just like the overachiever perfectionist tendencies I have. So, yes. you, you know, I spent weeks researching and trying to figure out any detail about what he did as I could. And then that's what we followed. Um, so uh, the next question is, and we, we kind of touched on this a little bit in the last episode, but I'll, I'll ask you this one. Is this the happiest time of your whole life? Well, it's Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's Christmas day. No. <laughs> uh, this, this is certainly the happiest I've ever been in my life. Now, uh, 
like a couple months ago. Not really. Uh, but this generally these last couple of years here where we were losing weight and getting the channel started and stuff, this has been some of the happiest times for me because it, it has given me just a greater sense of purpose to be able to do what I do, to do the podcast, to do the, the channel, to, to lose weight, get healthy and do all that. Like before, I guess I kind of felt like I was a little bit in, in like this rut and like, I wasn't really going to ever get out of it. And then, you know, this, this whole thing kind of pops up around this and we, I started having a lot of fun with it. And I mean, like you put me in front of an audience and I'm just going to keep going. Like, I just, I love it. I love talking with people. I love interacting with people. And you know, yeah, I've got, I've got an, I've got that ego part of me. That's just like, yes, I love being the center of attention. Uh, but uh, yeah, this this has definitely been the happiest time in my life as as far as like real really anything in my life is concerned. Uh, and then uh, on top of that, like I mean, it is Christmas time, and I always Jessica and I love Christmas, so there's that. All right, this one's gonna be difficult for you, maybe. Okay. All right, the hard hitting questions. All right. P for Oliver. No. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Well, Ali is pretty cute. Um, favorite band, musical inspiration, or instruments that you play? Favorite band uh, would oak. Ooh, oh, ooh, ah. Yeah. No, I'm still going with the stereo on this one. Uh, the stereo is my favorite band. Uh, like there, the album rewind and record is still my all time favorite album. Uh, I could, I could have gone with the frames or something like that, but, uh, no, I'm going cause I will listen to rewind and record now I'll listen to it on the way home. Like, and I'll be happy with what I'm listening to the frames. I got to be in like a right kind of mood for that one. But, uh, but there's a lot of them like, um, I don't know, like Gautier is another big one that I can listen to pretty much anytime. Um, what was the rest of the question? Okay. So the next part is musical inspirations, which I would, I would say like, you know, when you're making your own music, maybe what inspires you? What inspires me is other artists. Like, uh, generally like I can hear something and immediately like, I don't know, analyze it and break it down and then sort of transfer that over into what I want to do. Uh, but like, if you're asking about specific people or artists, bands or whatever that really influenced me, uh, I got to go with, uh, Glenn Hansard of the frames as a singer. Uh, and, uh, my father is another big one for me because just with his sheer passion for it. And then, uh, Richie Havens is, is another massive, massive influence for me. Uh, and so I, like those three people in my life are, are, are the three that, that have inspired me the most as far as that's concerned. And I've met, well, I'm obviously I met my father, but I've <laughs> met, I met Richie Havens uh, before he passed and, and I've met Glenn Hansard a, a couple of times now. And, uh, and so it's, it's really, it's happy that I have at least gotten to meet some of my heroes. So there's that the thanks musical to me because thanks I'm, to you, yes. I'm the, I'm the, uh, the, what do you call it? I have rock star karma. Yeah. And so I'm able to, to, to just like magically make those things happen. And then what was the final part of the question? Uh, the final part is what instruments do you play? Oh, uh, I, I can dabble on a piano a little bit, a little bit. 
Uh, I can play guitar fairly well, rhythm guitar. I can't do lead or anything like that. I can do, I can do rhythm guitar fairly well, but my primary instrument is I am a drummer. I've been a drummer for 25 years. I love it. It's so great. And it allows me to really, really like express myself in a, in a musical way. So. All right. So I'm the marketing person in this relationship. So I'm just going to use this as a chance to plug Brian's music channel. Um, if you look, see, my brain didn't even go there. If you search on, uh, on YouTube, actually, if you go to Brian Croc music, that's Brian Croc with a K, uh, Brian music.com. It will transfer you on over to his YouTube channel that he posts all of his music on. So yes, if you search for YouTube for Brian Croc, you will find me, but you will also find the, the other, other Brian Croc. Yes. Who's uh, also a musician. Who's a musical <laughs> genius. And uh, I absolutely love him and I love his music. And he is a fantastic human being in general. And I look forward to the day when I can hang out with him again. Yeah. So if you search for Brian Croc on YouTube, there are two Brian Croc music channels. So follow both of them, obviously. Yeah. He's got a great music channel because he does a lot of like analyzation uh, of, uh, of music, of jazz and stuff like that. Like just top like I like I said the dude is phenomenal at what he does and so yeah go check out his channel too check out my channel you know yeah and, and on Brian's channel right now since it's Christmas day you should there should be at least one or two Christmas songs up there hopefully because that's coming you're gonna work on that in the next few weeks apparently I am now I'm just gonna put it out there so you'll have to either ed- you'll, you'll have to either edit this out or you'll have to do it mm-hmm. so you better do it um, all right. What has been the most surprising result of having lost weight? Uh, the YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, that's been the most surprising You've thing. You've become I, a mildly I become, famous. Uh, yeah, a mildly famous YouTube uh, celebrity. So that's <laughs> in the whole food plant based in the whole food plant based <laughs> community. Uh, yeah, that's that's been the biggest surprise out of all of this is the simple fact that we we created a channel and it's it's spawned this and has gotten us to this spot where we are now. Uh, if you're talking about just personally, like, um, nothing's coming to mind. I can't think of anything that's like sort of, that was surprising necessarily. I kind of predicted pretty much what would happen, but. Okay. Um, let's it's hard to surprise me. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm very good at deducing things like analytical and yeah. So, okay. Have you thrown away all of your larger clothes? You guys look great by the way. Well, thank you. Um, not all of them. We kept a couple things just for size comparisons. So we didn't throw anything out. We, no, we donated and we stuff. did take a giant, uh, giant load of like multiple, multiple bags earlier this year and finally took it to donate. But yeah, um, and I'll keep something around until, until it really doesn't look good on me anymore. And then that's when I, when I like, I'll put it on like on a Sunday morning or something and then I'll put it on just be like, nope. This don't look good no we, more. We and then go th- I, I take it off and I put it in a pile. And then we go we through our them. clothes like every few months and get rid of stuff. Um, but we do have, there is the, what I like to call the archive, which is like clothes that we wore maybe in like photos that we remember that we want to just keep, or we each have like our biggest pair of pants that we ever had. So that when we're on like, you know, the Ellen show or something someday, we can walk out and be like, here's our giant pants. Like, there's some pieces of clothing that you just 
have to keep. And also it's a nice reminder, like putting those back on, like when you put that one shirt back on, uh, when you did the, that one video with the yellow shirt and you put the, the shirt that went over it back on just to see the difference and, yeah. and just to, to be in those clothes. I actually have a pair of jeans from when I was 16 and putting those jeans on now is just crazy to me because they are, well, before I gained a little bit of weight back, they are loose on me. And so it's, I think sometimes it's just, you know, putting you in that, reminding you where you were and how, you know, how you started and now where it kind of is a reminder of the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so there are some pieces that I think we'll always keep. That's another thing you get back in the, the previous episode, somebody asked, you know, how do you stay motivated? It's like, that's a great way to stay motivated. Yeah. Grab your fat clothes, put them on and then just be like, yeah, I did this. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. This one is, is again, I think we kind of answered the, you, you answered this in the, in the last video. How do you keep motivation going? It's been so hard for me to eat, to not eat junk food lately. But if you want to touch on that a little bit again, uh, go get your fat clothes. And put them on, and then, um, man, you see the the problem is is that like it's it's a very it is a question that is uniquely answered by everyone. It's like how does how does one personally avoid fast food? So like right now, Jessica and I are hungry. It would be super easy for us to drive home and on the way home pick something up. It'd be super easy. It's extremely convenient. But at the same time, I'm also thinking, yeah, but we also went shopping. We got stuff at home. Might as well just go home and eat because that's the easier way to do it. And so I think for for me, staying motivated and staying off of, of junk food and fast food and all of that is really about the convenience of I know I've got something at home that is super tasty anyway. And, and we've already paid for all that. Why would we need to go and buy something else? Like it's, it's like setting it up so that the healthy stuff is just as convenient as the junk food would be. And so making sure you do plan and you have that stuff at home. Yeah. If you can set yourself up for failure, you, you can set yourself up for success. And so I think part of it for us is, is understanding that we don't need to go out and get that stuff. There is stuff that we can eat now. Now I understand cravings. Cravings will hit, and and you can you can either give into them or you can fight them. But there's really no other way around it. It's like you you either give into your craving or you fight it until it goes away. And sometimes sometimes you're gonna lose. It's that simple. Sometimes you're gonna lose, but sometimes you're gonna win. And every time you do win, it becomes easier to win again. All right, this one that was good. <laughs> I made that up on the spot. This one uh, goes along with cravings. Favorite healthy sweet treat to combat sugar cravings, which I know in the last video or pie. This is oh, no, this nice. isn't a video. This is a podcast. In the last podcast, you talked about um, you know how sh how sweets were never really your thing, except for you do love pie. But if you need a sweet treat, what do you usually go to? Um. Bananas, apples. A I was going to say apples came to my uh, mind. Like oatmeal. Oatmeal has been like a really lovely sweet treat for me right now um, because you can make oatmeal basically taste like whatever you want it to. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I'll go to. I try to go to fruit more than anything. Like last night, 
uh, I, I wanted something to eat and normally I was thinking like, okay, I'll make some oats, but I'd already had oats for, for breakfast that day. And so I was like, well, I don't want to do oats again. Cause then that's a lot of oats that I'm eating in a particular day. And I was like, well, we just got bananas. They're good. They're it's yellow. You know, it's not exactly the ripeness that I would want it, but it's there. And I didn't want to get an apple. So I was like, I'll just get a banana instead. And it's like, it's just going through that process of finding, finding the thing that I want. But if I really like, I mean, I kind of look at it like this way though. If, if you're going to do something sweet, then I would rather, I would rather somebody use like, uh, like a sweetener of some kind that isn't, isn't sugar, you know, like be it monk fruit or stevia or Splenda or whatever it happens to me. I would rather somebody use that than, than just like pour a massive amount of sugar into a, a bowl or something. And so like, that's, that's kind of like my thought process is, is that like, you can do bad you, but there's, there are levels of bad that you can do. You can do like slightly bad, you know, like one time you can do really bad and then you can do stupid bad. And, uh, and I, I prefer to restrict the stupid bad and really bad. And if I'm going to do bad, I'm going to do a little bad. So like, that's, that's kind of like my, my reasoning for it. Uh, but I don't, I don't do that very often because like I said, sweets aren't exactly in my driving force. But I mean, the problem is, is that if somebody puts a piece of pie in front of me, I'm probably going to eat it. Yeah. You, you love the pie. Fortunately, pie is not a common thing that I am around. So that's, that's. And I never make you pies. So. That is, that is very true. But then again, I mean, there are plenty of recipes out there for whole food plant-based pies. Uh, and, and you can make them like completely sugar-free uh, and just use the natural sweetness of, of those. You don't even need butter or anything for pie crusts or any of that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's, it's so easy to actually duplicate it uh, as far as make a healthier version of it. But yeah. So even though, even though like, like when we made, I made you uh Jill Dalton's pie from the whole food that I can't talk the whole food plant-based cooking show. You almost I, sang it. Didn't you? The whole food plant-based cooking show. Uh, yeah. Uh, so when I made you her apple pie, you know, it's great and it's really good and it's good for people who are, you know, in maintenance mode. It's not necessarily great for weight loss because there are a lot of nuts and dates and that all is very high calorie dense stuff. Um, but if you're craving pie, there's two ways you could go. You could be like, you know what, I'm just going to get the real thing so that I can get it, get my craving done or whatever. Or you could make a healthier version that you feel better about, you know, even though it may not be weight loss, you know, conducive to weight loss, it's still something that you feel better about. And, and so I think sometimes it goes either way. I don't, I yeah. don't know. Sometimes you really just need that thing and then you can move on. Uh, but sometimes it also, if you have that thing that you're craving, it opens a gateway to like, oh, I'm also craving this and this and that. And, you know, then yeah. you get off on a, then you, before you know it, it's a few months later and you're, you're. Yeah, you're not back to basics. Back to basics, like we are. Um, so you, that I really like this next question. Somebody asked because I, I think this is a, a, just a really good one. Um, you seem so knowledgeable in the kitchen. Ever thought of pursuing a chef career? Uh, I thought about it back when I was younger, um, but right now, like where where I am, the only thing I've considered would be going to some type of a culinary class or, or something to learn more of the basic skills because like my knife skills aren't exactly good. Uh, and there's, there's other little techniques that I'd want to learn. The problem is that if I go to any kind of a culinary school, 
they're going to teach me like normal cooking and I want to learn whole food plant-based cooking. Now, I'm not saying that I can't learn from that other stuff either. I mean, like there, there are certain things that you can only learn from, from doing, doing them the other way. But, and I think that, that if I were to do that, I would pick up some tips. I would pick up some stuff and some skills and, and whatnot, but it wouldn't exactly advance my knowledge of what I'm trying to do. And I know there's there's some like cooking schools out there for whole food plant-based stuff, but I'm pretty sure that's more so for like home cook kind of things. But uh, the, the funny thing is that if you remember, we interviewed uh, uh, Chef Chris Burtke and uh, and he he's very adamant, just like, he's like, no, don't, don't go into don't go into, into the culinary field. He's like, it's, it's not worth it. And I, and it, and I totally get it because, uh, I've had people ask me like, you know, Hey, what do I need to do to like get into like the radio industry and like that kind of stuff? I'm like, don't, don't, don't go into the radio don't business. Do it. it takes a real kind of psycho to, to be involved in radio and actually love it. Uh, I mean, I mean, like most of them love it, but to actually like get in there and be, and get to a position where you can really make some money and actually like have a good job that is stable and secure and, and all of that, like, trust me, it's don't go into radio. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't. Um, all right. The next question comes from wavy Tiki, who we actually had yes, on, we've had on the, the uh, Instagram. we've been doing the Instagram lives lately. So if you follow at Crocs in the kitchen on Instagram, we've been doing little, live shows on there we've been doing them daily and she was in california right um i don't remember she has a couple of channels uh, or a couple of uh instagram accounts one is mainly focused she's the one that really really wants me to try the uh curly girl method for my hair she was the one in uh she was the one in in northern california and um she also has a another another channel that's more based on like the food stuff but um, she wanted to know if you've ever tried hop tea, uh, tea brewed with hops, and she learned about it from Brittany Drudy. Yes, I do remember Brittany talking about that. Uh, uh, I have never tried it, but then again, I'm not like a beer drinker at all either. So like the hop flavor has never really had a draw for me, but I understand for a lot of people that, uh, you know, could really, they, they would really enjoy it for the most part from what I understand. Cause if Brittany enjoys it, then it's probably quite good. I just, yeah, Brittany has high standards for what she will enjoy. So, um, so if Brittany, if Brittany recommends it, obviously we would, we would definitely recommend it. I will, I will give it a shot if, if, uh, if, I ever get any, but I, I give no guarantee that I'll actually like it. But it, yeah, that's an interesting thing is a lot of people ask us like, you know, how do you deal with alcohol or coffee and all that? And like, we, neither of us were ever alcohol or coffee drinkers. Deal with it all the time. And so that's just one of those things. That we, I'm drunk right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's just one of those things that we, we didn't have to work. That was one thing we had working t- for us when we, when we started the weight loss stuff, because we didn't have to get rid of that. And I know a lot of that's a hurdle for a lot of people is alcohol and all the fancy sugary coffee drinks and all that. Um, all right. Do you lift weights or do any cardio or both? The heaviest weight I lift is our dog, Oliver. Oh, he's like 15 pounds. You have, you do have those. I do have some hand weights, uh, and those are what? Five pounds a piece, 10 pounds a piece. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, those, those are just there. So for like, because of the way that I do like the drumming and I'm always on a computer and I'm always doing stuff like that, that's mainly just to keep like, uh, hand strength up, wrist strength up, and then, you know, arm strength up as well. 
Uh, that's just to sort of help maintain what I currently have because I've I've damaged a lot of of my wrists and stuff. So if you saw on the what we eat in a day video, I, I did some hand exercises in the little clip there. That's true. I actually do hand exercises every every once in a while just to sort of keep everything loose and mobile and all of that because I don't need my joints kind of freezing up on me because that would be very bad. I'd, I'd have to stop playing drums at that point. All right. And then as far as cardio, no, we do have a... Uh, What's that? <laughs> we do have a... What do we have? We have a seated, like, it's kind of a combination between a bike and an elliptical. Yeah. Um, but we have, neither of us have been on it lately in a while in a while a very long time um i was using a little bit last year though like yeah. every 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 couple of nights every few nights i i might i might get on there for like five minutes or something but it was really it was really more so like oh i didn't like walk or anything today we didn't go out anywhere we didn't do anything i was like i just need to to like move around and so it was it was easy for me to jump on there for a little bit so all right, I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly, but Vina Marie said, no questions right now. I just want to say I love you both. So I thought that was nice. We love you too. <laughs> All right, the next question. This is a good one. What is your favorite bad, or what are your favorite bad snacks? So this is more Popcorn. in your this is more in your your league because you're into the like savory, salty kind of snacks versus the uh, the sweet stuff. Popcorn. Popcorn. Yes. That's it. Uh, yeah. There. Okay. So snack wise, as far as bad snacks go. Like if we were on a road trip and you were going to stop at a gas station and get some snacks to eat on the road. I'd get the most annoying thing for Jessica and that is a bag of popcorn. He like, he, you guys have no idea how he eats the popcorn. Like he'll get like. I don't. Uh, I like we'll we'll just sort of like I pour always, it into my mouth as opposed he drinks it to, as opposed to using my hand because I don't like, want to get stuff on it's my hand. So annoying! Like I can't explain to you how annoying it is to be on the couch. Like if we were at home watching a movie and you're like you got a bag of popcorn and you're just like drinking from the bag, basically the popcorn. But I, I I will still make popcorn. I just make it healthier and better now and use the uh, air popper. Use the air popper and I use my own seasoning blends that I make and and that kind of stuff and. So yeah, there's like no oil involved whatsoever, but it's, it's still like popcorn is, is a big deal for me. And it always has been, it's, it's, that's going back to my childhood. Like I used to make popcorn or my mom used to make popcorn and stuff, uh, in the pot on the, on the stove. And I used to love doing that. I loved that pot. I always wish that I could have gotten it from her, but she, I think she threw it away or something. All right. This person asked two questions in one. Uh, the first part is what do you eat for breakfast? Uh, this morning it was a banana sandwich. Which, if you watched our latest "What We Eat in a Day" video that we put up on our YouTube channel, you can you can see him make his banana sandwich. Yeah, yesterday it was oatmeal uh, with banana and black currant powder. The other part that was, is it that hard, Brian, changing from normal to vegan diet? Well, it took two weeks of potatoes for us, uh, really. Like that was that was kind of the amazing thing. And I've, I've said this before, and I will say this anytime somebody asks, like the difficulty of doing two weeks of plain baked potatoes made it super easy to transition to a whole food plant-based diet. And, and really what it is, is like you eat something that is so plain, so basic, and so after a while disgusting that anything up from there is easy to transition to. Yeah. So you eat, you eat potatoes all that time. And then you eat corn, the corn tastes amazing and to this day i can still eat corn off the cob like 
plain, nothing added whatsoever, and I'm still extremely happy about the way that it tastes. There's something so good about summer corn. I think that for us, we needed to change in a drastic way. I think it would have been more difficult for us to do the slow transition, like swapping out one meal a day. Like we're all or nothing kind of people. Yeah. And so I think that made it easier for us. We don't know, moderately do anything. I, yeah, but I know there's a lot of people who who do successfully transfer over very slowly over a longer period of time, and and that works better for them. I think there's two different kind of people. There's people who need to do it, you know, hard and fast, and then there's people who can just kind of slowly over time. Um, but I will say that um, as far as 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 kind of changing over to the diet, I will say like this, the more that you, if you can get over the first few days, I think that the more distance you get from eating all the stuff that you're, you, you crave and that you, you know, all the bad food, if you can distance yourself from that stuff will start tasting better. That's basically what we did. And so even now we're like a week and a day into getting back to eating really strictly whole food, plant-based, really good. And everything tastes amazing. Like everything whole food, plant-based that we're eating tastes super amazing to us. But it did take a few days of eating, you know, to adjust back to that where it was like the first few days was like, oh, this doesn't taste as good as the stuff I was just eating that was all like, you know, bad for me and all that kind of stuff. So I will say, try to get through a week, give it time, and and it will will be easier. All right, the next one is about is a question about me. It is: Have you written any songs about Jessica? If so, please share. Uh, I have written songs about Jessica, um, and no, I'm not sharing them. You actually proposed to me with the song that you wrote me. I did, and that one that one I I will never release, as far as I know. So. I mean, you could share like one song you wrote about me if you wanted to. That's true. I mean, I'm not going to do it on the podcast right now, obviously. No. But maybe, maybe sometime in the future, I'll, I'll release some of the songs that I did about you. He he has written several songs about me. I will say that there are have been many occasions where he'll start singing a song, and he he you know for you guys who know like he writes Christian music, and I'll be like, oh wow, that's such an amazing song about me, and then I'll realize it's about God. And, you know, because it, it love songs and songs that are about God are very similar, like can be very similar. And uh, yeah, that that's kind of a little crushing moment for me. Not that I don't want Brian to write songs about God, but when he's saying these amazing, powerful things and then I realize they're they're not about me, it does make me a little sad. All right. What is your favorite thing to eat since adopting a plant based diet? Uh, favorite thing to eat since adopting a plant-based diet, um, chili, uh, red beans and rice, um, any of the soups really, they're all good. All right. Yeah. I mean, there's that, that's a, basically Very, what we're eating a, right now. He's a simple man. Um, how did you get past the yearning for butter on potatoes? It seems to be my one hang up. Wait, repeat that one more time. Are you even paying attention? I was paying attention. I'm just. I feel like you're off in a different world right now. Well, I'm I'm tired and I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get past the yearning for butter on potatoes? It seems to be my oh. one hang up. So yeah. Um. Um. I mean, we couldn't 
put when we did the two weeks of plain potatoes, like yeah. the you, rule was nothing could be on the potatoes. So like we didn't have it just in our heads was not an option to, to add butter to them. Yeah. It's um I would say too, like the replacements, the stuff we put on, you know, our potatoes now will load them up with chili or hummus or there's just so many other tasty ways to eat potatoes. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's really like the that's the really what you kind of have to do. You just got to swap it out with something else that that is healthier and better and and all of that. So, I mean, it's like you know, I mean, cuz it's kind of hard to really duplicate. Well, it's it's impossible to duplicate the flavor of butter in a whole food plant-based way. It just I've never come across anything that even remotely comes close to it. Uh so yeah, that's base <laughs> it's really like uh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to just do without. You're just going to have to figure out a replacement of some kind. Okay. For me it was never the butter though. For for me like it was like sour cream. I always loved putting sour cream on on potatoes. Jessica doesn't like sour cream. All right. Hi Brian. Hello. <laughs> it's not me. Wait, I guess you're saying hi to them. Yeah. How did you mentally prepare for losing a hundred plus pounds and then parentheses like failing, loose skin, et cetera? Oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't really prepare for it other than the fact that I just sort of had a, um, uh, uh, say la vie kind of, kind of mental note of it. Of it's like, whatever happens, happens. If I lose the weight then, and I got loose skin, then I've got loose skin. If, you know, uh, I didn't prepare to fail. I didn't sort of have that like mentality of like, you know, well, what if I fall off this? What if I do that? It was more so like, no, I think I'm sticking with this one. I think no matter what, like I'm sticking with this because I know that it works. Once you start losing weight and you're like, okay, this actually works really, really well. Then, then, uh, then it becomes a lot easier to, to sort of keep thinking in that term of for like very long term like type stuff. I like this next question because it's a reminder of how long ago I asked people for these questions and, uh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? The fact, Oh, it's worse than that. Uh, the fact that, uh, it's been like two months. What are you doing for Halloween? Uh, yeah. Will you and Jessica be dressing up for Halloween? <laughs> that was a big fat. No, we, I, I wanted to get us like Mr. And Mrs. Potato head costumes or something crazy like that. Cause we did a Halloween live stream. Um, but we ended up, there was so much work that went into the rest of that live stream and the little game that we played. It just, the, the, the costumes just became kind of an afterthought and we did not, but we have not dressed up for Halloween in the, the time that we've known each other. True. Ever. Ever. But maybe next we're not, we're not costume people. I, maybe next year we'll be potatoes. <laughs> it's, it's extremely difficult for us to be anything other than us. So we did think about, me dressing up as him and him dressing up as me. We thought that would be funny. Yeah, that would have been like funny. we swap like, I don't know. Clothing. But it would have been easier for you to be me because you just put on a band tee and like a wig and shave, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not too keen on like adding facial hair to myself. That just seems no, that's not happening. Um, all right. This is the last question. Last question. Let's do it. Have you two thought about doing strength training to add to your healthy lifestyle? No, not really. Mainly <laughs> because, because we're, we've always been focused just on the weight loss and not like the, like body building kind of aspect of it because that's weight gain. Um, and so we, we aren't really, uh, yeah, we never really focused on that aspect of it. Not to mention, I've always been a 
pretty strong person anyway. Like I've always just been strong naturally. Uh, so yeah, no, we've never really considered doing any kind of strength training. And in fact, uh, most of the, the higher level people that we've talked to have actually said, no, don't do that. That's not what you want to do while you're actually trying to lose weight. Cause your body is trying to do something different when it's trying to lose weight as opposed to, to going out and, 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 you know, trying to build muscle. And I think whenever, if we ever get to the point where we're done losing weight, you know, we can reevaluate the exercise aspect of everything and, you know, strength training and that kind of stuff. But for now, it's just all being as healthy as we can be by losing weight. And, and I think yeah. the rest will kind of fall into place, hopefully. True. So that's it. So there you nice. go. That's a little, there was a lot of really good questions. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that, I was actually quite happy with that. It'd be nice to do something more like that again in the future just because. So this is the last podcast of the year, Brian. Yeah, I know, right? Like the next one, it will be 2021. A new year. A new year. Hopefully a better year than 2020. 2020 has put us all through the ringer, I think. I think I think this year, you know, as the countdown happens and it, you know, we shouldn't yell out happy new year. We should yell out we made it. <laughs> the thing is, it's funny because I think there's a lot of people banking on like once once it changes over to 2021, like everything's just going to be better. And like it's not it's not. But there's still that like the that the hope, the hope and and 2020 will forever go down in history as just being, you know, <laughs> a dark year, <laughs> <laughs> a very dark year that. Um, that nobody could buy toilet paper. Like it will just be, um, and so I, I think, I do think that we've, we've learned a lot in this year and we've grown as people, we've been pushed to our limits in a lot of ways and that's forced us to grow and we've been forced to slow down and really reevaluate a lot of stuff in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I will say that I'm, I'm very happy to, to have done that with you by my side um, I can't imagine it e any other way, uh, but I'm looking. I'm looking forward to to next year, especially in our lives, but also for the podcast because I have some pretty cool guests that I'm working on lining up here since I've taken over as producer. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be a good year for us. I think it'll be fantastic. Of course, we said that last year. So. True, but I think it'll be great. But you know what? One of your resolutions of 2020 was in our New Year's resolution video was to do a podcast. Yep. So I did one thing. And here we are. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. I think that that's where we should uh, call it for this time. Um, but, uh, you know, Merry Christmas to all. Happy New Year. Uh, thank you for coming along with us as we went through this crazy adventure of ours of, of just everything this entire year. You guys have been amazing. You guys have been doing nothing but pouring out love for us. And, and it we really truly are humbled by the simple fact that we can put a thing out there on Instagram saying, Hey, you want to ask questions for Brian? And then we get however many questions that we got. It's just, it's insanity to us that people even care that we exist. And so thank you very much to everyone out there. And, uh, we truly, truly do appreciate everything that you have done for us. Uh, and a lot of you may not even realize exactly what you've done for us. So uh, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, Jessica. That's all I got. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you next time in the new year.